Hi, everyone. I'm Father Alex Andahar. And hello, everyone. I am Father David Marshall. And this is A Bridge Between, uh, where we bridge the distance in our friendship, bridge the gospel from week to week. And Wait, we, we have distance in our friendship? Well, <laughs> the physical distance. The physical distance. <laughs> oh, the fi okay, I got it. Yes. Okay. Because you're on one side of a big bridge. Correct. Yeah, the toll just went up, by the way. So, exactly. Then you know I'm on the other side. There you go. And, and we're also bridging between the gospel and what? Well, I was going to ask you, what are we bridging in this week? Uh, we're bridging a gospel, and the the gospel lesson can, is uh, tricky, to to say the least. And yes. so we're going to talk about it. And uh, and folks, uh, Alex and I talked before we actually hit record. And um, I was looking at not doing it <laughs> and like, can we talk about something else other than this gospel? And so you might be wondering what in the world it is that Jesus is saying. And so we're going to try to build a bridge. We're, we're going to build a bridge between that and us, why it's good news. And you also are going to take a journey with Alex and me on our friendship bridge. So across troubled waters. Well, there you go. All right. Should we jump in? I, absolutely. Just wherever you want okay. to start. All right. So the gospel lesson for this coming Sunday is from Matthew chapter 13. Mm -hmm. And we are doing the second half of the gospel lesson, which is 36 through 43. So before we get to verse 36, uh, Jesus had a large crowd and he talked about the kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but an enemy came and sowed weeds among it as well. Right. Uh, and so he then went, he said a bunch of other parables. They did some other things. And then that evening, uh, they get back to the house. And that's where the, uh, the curtain opens on our gospel lesson. All right. Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears Listen. Oh boy. Oh boy. This has had this has some of our favorite images to talk about. It does. What are some of our favorite images? Well, anything that has to do with tossing things in fire um, <laughs> usually gets you going. Oh yeah. Well, uh, black and white language gets me yep. going. Um, yep. That. The, I don't like the jokes or the phrases about there's two types of people in this world. Have you heard these? Have oh, you heard those? I love those. I, okay. I love those. Yeah. There are two types of motorcycle riders. Have you heard this one? 
Yeah, uh, no, go ahead. Those who have been in accidents and those who will be. You didn't know that one. All right. Have you heard there are two types of people in this world, Italians and those who want to be? That one I have heard. Yeah, that you've heard. Okay, right. Right. So, and I've you got know, all of those. What's that? I've got one. Okay. Um, there are two people in this world, those who are not comfortable with awkward silences and those. Very nice. Got it? Okay, good. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think our folks, if they're still here, are, um, are, they get it too. And yeah. so I don't like it when Jesus uses, um, there are two types of people in this world. I, I, um, and so Alex and I have, uh, I think, different ways of looking at this. Um, and so we are going to, we're going to wait to dive into that some more. Um, do you want me to explain more of why I don't like it? Or did you want to? Yeah, let's kind of, let's kind of keep a continuity and start off with kind of um, really fully explaining some of the issues you have, because I think they're well thought out. And then I can respond a little bit from where um, I'm coming from and how I understand the text. Okay. So um, later on, after Jesus ascends, the Pentecost, day of Pentecost and the spirit comes upon uh, the, the apostles and they go out and they still start building a church. Peter believed this movement was for people of his own uh, religious background and faith system. And he was called to go to Gentiles. And his reluctance was, aren't these the children of the devil? Yeah. Um, now, he didn't use those words exactly, but it's the sense of uh, it's pitting one group against the other. And we have seen uh, time and time again, I mentioned the Spanish Inquisition, you know, that there's a way that the church or uh, authority leaders within the church using the Bible, however you, want the, however you want to describe it, have labeled us as children of God or at the kingdom, and these people are children of the devil, and therefore we can do whatever we want. Now. Right. Um, we have seen how that has played out in Canada, um, and we certainly have had it play out in our own country. It is still playing. Um, and I, and so I get really nervous about that. And I don't, uh, because that's not what Jesus was talking about. He was not attempting to divide us into two groups. And so, um, so that's, that's some of the, the central concerns I have with it. I, I think, um, uh, not to tell you how you're feeling, but I think what I hear when you say nervousness is vigilance. Okay. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, the church has to be vigilant in who it labels the other, how it treats people, mm -hmm. um, the words that it uses to talk about people. I think it's very important. Right. What always gets me about these types of text where Jesus is um, trying to distinguish between those who do one thing and those mm -hmm. who do another yes. is that it has to do with the nature of the person and their choices. You know, we just this past weekend uh, this past Sunday, talked about the soil, mm -hmm. and we talked about what's growing in that soil. And here, it's kind of Jesus saying, listen, do you want to be a child of God and be wheat, or do you want to be weeds? Right. And there are people who choose to say, I prefer to be a wheat. I reject God. I reject goodness. I reject bearing fruit for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I would prefer to be a weed. And then the question becomes, for me, is what is Jesus trying to accomplish by letting us know that there are those who seek only to be weeds 
on earth? Well, one, right. I think he's, he's warning us and saying not everybody who's growing around you is a child of God. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is not everybody around you is a person who desires what God desires and to be in the inheritance of the kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. You know, not everybody around you who's growing is growing something good. Sure. And number two is those who are, you know, quote unquote, the children of the evil one, they're seeking to grow the opposite of God's fruit. That's malice. That's mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. And eventually God says, well, there is justice in this world. So I mean, something you and I were talking about beforehand before we started recording is, is it justice for the world? if those who genuinely do evil things to hurt others are never brought to justice. And of course, you know, we said, well, that's not justice. Right. The question becomes, how comfortable are we to hear about how God will execute justice for those who are innocent, for those who simply seek to grow in the kingdom? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make me comfortable to think that anybody is thrown, quote unquote, into the furnace, but it does give me pause in hearing this parable to ask the question, am I a weed or am I grain? And, and I think that pause, that space, I think is what Jesus is trying to accomplish in telling this parable. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. I'm going to throw a couple more things in. Um, Go for it. That the Psalms, which I, I love the book of Psalms, uh, yeah. they are, and we don't talk about them much on Bridge Between, but um, that they are written in, in a black and white, this or that type of mm -hmm. format. And um, so one way to look at Jesus's parable is also to look at Psalm one, the first Psalm, the one yeah. that they say it sets the pace for all of them. And it begins with happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Yep. Happy are those who do not take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, mm -hmm. but their delight the happy ones, are as the delight of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. Uh, they are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in due season. Their leaves do not uh, wither, and all that they do they prosper. It is not so with the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Right. And so this is the beginning of how we, uh, we read the Psalms. And this is uh, psalmic language, if you will, that Jesus is using. Uh, there are, uh, there's wheat, and then there are weeds and happy are those who are this we, way and yeah. who do not do those things. Um, can I throw one more reference in for you? Go for it. Um, and uh, I'm going to have to uh, have to share a little bit about this, that uh, I have um, several dictionaries of Greek to English uh, dictionaries. And I have never looked up this word because I don't want to. And but Alex and I talking about these things. I decided that it's time to do it. And so I looked up the Greek word that's used uh, for devil because mm -hmm. Jesus uses that word. And um, let me just pull that back up again. He said, uh, the enemy who sowed them is the devil. So that word, the devil, I wanted to take a look at. Um, in, um, in Espanol, what is devil? Diablo. Yes. In Greek, diablos. Right? Same word, which is kind of fun. Um, so what's not fun is when we hear about this. So I'm going to jump into it and um, I'm going to give you the definitions that the Greek to English dictionary are telling us. 
when the word devil or diablos is used. Uh, it can also be used with Satan, the prince of demons, the author of evil, persecuting good people, mm -hmm. estranging humankind, and enticing them to do sin, afflicting them with diseases by means of demons who take possession of their bodies at his bidding, the malignant enemy of God and the Messiah. People who resemble the devil in mind and will are said to be of the devil or to derive their origin from the devil, to depend upon the devil in thought and action and promoted and governed by him. They are also called children of the devil. So this is, um, this is the meaning of what they understood in uh, 2000 years ago with Greek when they used that word. Uh, this is what they were coming up with. So humans who resemble the devil in mind and will uh, are said to be of or origin or children of, and that they um, depend upon the devil in thought and action, and that, um, that that is the malignant enemy of God and the Messiah. So this this word is uh, is not a light or easy word. Um, and it brings us right to the the course that we as living on this world can see that there's evil around that um can i can i make an analogy here um sure. when i think about the weeds versus the grain um this is not the children's story the ugly duckling and the swan <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you know what i mean Right. Um, you know, this is not, well, I wish I was this, or I wish I was good, for mm -hmm. example. I wish I was grain, but, you know, I was just born a weed. No. It is, I am of the same mind as evil, or mm -hmm. the evil one. I mm -hmm. see evil as a good. There are some people who see evil things as a good. Right. That's really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times in our history, times even of the church, where we have said to ourselves, this evil thing is actually good, and we need to be practicing it and promoting it and preaching it, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, and so for me, when, when I think of the, the difference of who Jesus is asking people to be in this is to say, who do you desire to be? What fruit do you desire to bear? Because Jesus is always about bearing fruit for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so the person who says, well, I wish I could be grain, that's the Spirit of God speaking in them, saying, mm -hmm. be grain, abandon the life of being a weed. To the person who says, being a weed is perfectly fine, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's a virtue to be a weed. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I look at and worry about, because they're leading other people astray. They're mm -hmm. leading other people into a life against the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's that's why the language is a little bit easier for me, I think. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Um the did I ever tell you about being a chaplain at the VA and not being able to go into a particular section? Have I told you the story? Uh yes, you have. Okay. But for the audience you can. All right. Um that there was a group of criminally insane people um that were in a military prison on on the campus. And uh, and we were told we were never to go there. We were never to meet with them. And so we, so then we, of course, 
feeling very empowered as uh, chaplains and ministers of God, yep. um, thinking that everyone can be saved. I'm like, well, um, of course we can, you know, you should let us in. We can talk to these people. And this one guy I was working with, he did a lot of prison ministry. And he's like, I know how to, I know how to talk to prisoners. You know, I can do that. And the person said, this is for your own good, not for them. Uh, every person we have sent in has come away uh, without their faith. And so do not go in. Wow. Um, do not talk to them. They will start to unravel you um, that they have, and there's not many of them, but they have this particular way of sowing seeds, uh, weeds, if you will, into the minds of the chaplains who have gone in. And so there is, you know, they, they have civil rights and they're being treated according to the customs of the country and how they are to be uh, held because they will never, ever be out in public again. They cannot be. So, um, so that was one of the experiences where I have run into some people would say evil. And um, I know that Jesus has a heart of forgiveness and I know that all people can change. They are on a particular path. And, um, and, and the U.S. government said, you cannot go in. <laughs> so, you know, we're, okay. Um, and, and so what I would say, and, and thank you for sharing that, because I think that's a powerful witness um, uh, uh, about danger, the danger mm -hmm. there can be in assuming, you know, that it's up to us to save or change people in that way. Right, right. But right. Um, I think maybe the lesson going forward, if we want to kind of take different perspectives on this, would be, number one, the church needs to be very careful what it labels as other and evil. Yes. Um, at the same time, mm -hmm. I would also say just because the church has labeled something good doesn't mean it always is good. Because the church, yes. as an institution, now I'm talking about not talking about scripture. No, I'm not talking about scripture. Jump on like the institution of the church can say something is perfectly fine, and then we learn later that, that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. You know, if we persecuted a group of people, etc. Right. Um, and I think right. that's where I, I tell people, come back to these parables and come back to the words that Jesus was specifically saying about how to treat the other. I was working with somebody um, who asked, you know, I really disagree with X person on X political social topic. Mm -hmm. How does Jesus want me to treat them? Mm, and I said, right. Well, you know, are they family? Like, are they friends? Like, well, actually, it's a sibling or, you know. And I said, well, remember what Jesus said. If you have a problem with somebody go and talk to them. Mm -hmm. If they don't listen, you know, and it keeps escalating to mm -hmm. the point where at some point you say, treat them like a sinner tax collector. And then I go to that person and I say, wait a minute, how did Jesus treat sinners and tax collectors? He loved them. Mm -hmm. He chose to be in their presence. Mm -hmm. He never gave up on them. He even no. invited one of those people to become one of his apostles, mm -hmm. which means he didn't affirm Right. what Matthew was doing as good, right. but he did not leave Matthew to himself. Mm -hmm. He called him instead. And so I said, so I think sometimes um, we cannot change a person, but that doesn't mean we just abandon them. Right. Because Jesus doesn't. God Correct. doesn't. Um, now, now, the people who choose evil and not just to choose to do evil, but to push others to do evil, who mm -hmm. slander and, and convince other people to, to, to do evil, who choose to be that kind of weed, Jesus says that those people will most likely not choose to seek forgiveness, will most likely not choose to repent and return to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's there's a hard something I, yeah. 
there's something I want to highlight with that as well. And mm -hmm. uh, that is, um, so it will be at the end of the age, says Jesus. The Son of Man will send his angels. They will collect out of the kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers, and they will throw them into their furnace of fire. Mm -hmm. This is not a human action. He is not sending his church. He's yep. not sending the saints. He's not sending Mary, his mother. No, his angels. Um, the only ones who can judge, the only ones who can separate, it's not us. Um, it's never us. It's not our power. And so anytime that an institution, and, and this goes way beyond the church, anytime somebody labels somebody else as the children of, you know, the devil, whatever, um, that is, then you are taking the place of angels that are sent by Jesus. No, um, it's not our duty. What I, what I would say is the one caveat there, uh, what I would say is that while it's not our job to label, mm -hmm. it is our job to listen to who Jesus has identified Yes, and to be vigilant. That's where we come back to the vigilance. You know, one of the things that uh, I truly appreciate about the Episcopal Church, and I know that other, other denominations have processes, you know, like this is when we talk a lot about safeguarding. You know, we talk a lot about safeguarding children, safeguarding those mm -hmm. who are vulnerable, like the elderly, anybody in our population in our church who is vulnerable, we talk about a safeguarding process. And mm -hmm. so it's not that we are judging an individual, but we're saying we have to be vigilant about the damage that person might cause. Yes, we must. Um, you and I both studied political science, so we can tell you that there was a time uh, in this country with uh, criminal justice where the defense of the devil made me do it was an actual defense. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a time when if you were drunk, you were not held liable for your actions because you were drunk. Uh, you know, we, we don't allow those anymore. Um, but, can, I, can I still uh, use a Twinkie? I'm sorry? Can I still use a Twinkie? Like the Twinkie defense? Or? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to go that far. Okay. So, um, so what I was saying is that we do have the ability of discerning and, uh, we do have the ability to have wisdom and to know what is right, uh, and to know what is wrong. And that, um, we can read Psalm one and say, happy are those who do not walk the way of the wicked who do, you know, that, um, mm -hmm. that we, there is a compass. We know, um, we know which way to go. And uh, the intriguing thing, the difference between, uh, humans and wheat is that we can't decide that they're going to suddenly grow a, um, an mm -hmm. orange, right? Um, that when Jesus refers to us as fruit or trees or wheat or harvest, um, we can choose what fruit we put out there. Yep. And unlike the rest of God's garden, um, that we are given choices of how uh, we want to live. And the other part, and I think this is why the disciples were so so adamant that Jesus explained to them this particular parable, not the other parables that he talked about, was that Jesus had said that um, uh, in the parable, the part I didn't read is that with the weeds and the and the wheat, he said, let them both grow together until the harvest. Um, and they're like, let them both grow together. No, don't, no, root them out right away. Um, and, but Jesus is having us let them grow together. And I think it's because we can make these choices. Yeah, I agree. So, so I think this has been um, a pretty heavy episode because we've talked about some heavy things, but I would say that um, if I were to find the good news and the joy mm -hmm. in this particular um, text is that Jesus cares about the wheat that's been planted 
and he wants to preserve it. He wants to care for it. He wants to love it, and he's never going to abandon it. Nope. And I think that is um, that's something also for us to to ponder. Yes, um, the this was heard as good news, as you had pointed out. Uh, the good news is that if you are downtrodden and felt oppressed by um, by what you would call evil, um, to know that there will be a harvest and to know that the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father it is up to God to do this. It's not uh, it's not up to us, um, but God has a plan and God is harvesting and doing it. Um, I also need to tell you that if you're listening to this today uh, at three in the morning or two in the afternoon, taking a walk on the beach or if you're on the subway, wherever you are, and if you think that um, your life has gone astray and you're worried about growing uh, the way of a weed, uh, there is a way that you can reach out to Alex or to me, uh, or both of us. Um, we are quite skilled at listening. And if you wanted to share where you are in life, uh, we can um, pray for you and have the yeah. Holy Spirit come upon you to change the fruit at any point in your life uh, to start resembling that of God. And so it is never too late. Yeah, well, leave, a, leave, a, leave a comment on one of these uh, videos. I'm getting a little better about that, about answering those ahead. comments right away. Um, check us out on you know podcasts like Spotify and, and Google and Apple Podcasts. Um, just listen and also pass it on to somebody who you think might might need it. That'd be great. And I did say it's never too late. Well, actually, no, the harvest. There is a time when it will be too late. It is not too late now. Right. It's so, not too late right now. You bet. Yes. Right. So wherever you are in your walk in life, uh, wherever you are, uh, you can turn right to Jesus. You can say, I have done these things. I want to do better. And he will, He is with you, and he will guide you, and he will give you peace. Amen to that. Amen. Well, Dave, it's it's been great once again to to be with you, to uh, you know have these kinds of discussions, especially when you know we don't always kind of 100% um, agree, but I think we come at this from two different angles, and I think that's helpful for, for me and maybe for a few other people. Yes. And your friendship with me gives me the courage to look things up that I just assume look the other way. And so thank you for being my friend and for helping me, uh, encouraging me down these, uh, these paths. So right. thank you, Alice. Same to you too. And we'll uh, catch everybody in the next one. God bless. God bless.